A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Congratulations to your Atlantic Division and Eastern Conference champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. That's right. They lost the chance to clinch with that stinging 3 2 overtime defeat at Carolina Saturday, but. They got to send some cigars or something to the Florida Panthers because they went up to the TD Center in Boston and they did the Bruins 4-2 to give the Lightning home ice advantage throughout the playoffs. It was a a great game. Hard to believe, you know, Florida had nothing to play for, uh, but they put them away. And now the Lightning will host the New Jersey Devils on Thursday night at Emily Arena. As far as the Rays go, great lead by Mark Tompkin of the Tampa Bay Times about their game on Sunday. No, they're not going to lose the rest of them, he said. But they did lose 8-7 to to the Red Sox. It's their eighth straight loss, and they've not won since opening day. And hello, friends. Patrick Reed wins the Masters. But there's not a lot to like about the first-time major winner. I'm going to tell you why. All that and more in this Monday edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud with the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Burstick. Before we get started, we want to welcome back our sponsor, Continental Wholesale Diamonds. You know it's spring, and that's the season of love. We're just five weeks from Mother's Day. But if you're looking for that perfect gift for your wife or girlfriend, guys, go see my friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Andy has been for 40 years selling exclusively to other jewelers. So when you're looking for that diamond pendant or bracelet or earrings, maybe you're ready to pop the question and need an engagement ring, you're going to get the best price at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Why walk around the other jewelry stores at the shopping mall? They got the big overhead, and that means a bigger price for you. At Continental Wholesale, you're going to pay wholesale. There's no pressure. You're going to come in. Annie is going to pour you a nice scotch. He's going to teach you about the four C's of diamonds, and he's going to match that perfect diamond for your loved one. It's Continental Wholesale Diamonds. That's where I shop, and they're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. Well, Steve, they did it. They pulled it off. They got a lot of help. I'll tell you, I watched this game on uh, Saturday night when they were at Carolina. They get down two to nothing, a couple of fluky goals. One I thought was goaltender interference. They battle back, and they lose in overtime. And you couldn't help but think, if you're the Lightning man, what an opportunity wasted because all they needed to do, they had their destiny in their own hands. And now they go to Sunday, and you know they need the Florida Panthers, who are playing for nothing at this point, as far as the playoffs go, um, to go into Boston and beat the Bruins. And I'll be darned if they didn't do it. They were up 3-1. It was 3-2. It was a close game. And then they put it away with about a minute 49 left to go. And you know what? This is huge for the Tampa Bay Lightning. The stinking Panthers beat the Bruins twice in the last three games to give the Lightning the division. Incredible. It really is. With nothing to play for. In fact, uh, I think, uh, and I don't know, you know, just exactly what the plans were with the goaltending. In fact, they had to use, I guess they had to use both goaltenders on Sunday night because uh, their starter James got hurt, Reimer left injured in the third period. The, yeah, they left Reimer. They, yeah, right, exactly. So uh, Luongo came in and he finishes up. But um, this is, uh, I guess, the third, I want to say, division title in Lightning history. Is that right? That's correct. In the first since '04, the year they won the cup. Man. What a year they've had. And, you know, look, they deserved it. I mean, we knew Boston had a game in hand. It looked like that they would certainly finish business, especially at home. Um, it's been remarkable. The Lightning won some big games down the stretch, too. They just simply couldn't put away Carolina in overtime. Um, kind of a some bad turnovers there uh, at the end by Nikita Kucherov and whatnot. But, 
Louis Deming, I guess, was in net, which was they, they left Vasilevsky at home. He didn't even make the trip. Which was the smart want, thing to do. Sure. They want to give him a nice, long, extended rest before they get to the postseason. And now, you know, he gets these extra days uh, since they don't play till Thursday night at Amelie Arena. But this is, I mean, you know, home ice throughout the playoffs. What does it mean? How big of an advantage could this potentially be? Well, it's home ice through the Eastern Conference Finals. So okay. Nashville and Winnipeg, if you get to the Stanley Cup, would have home ice over the Lightning. Lightning would get home ice over everybody else. But so home ice, what, what it really means, and in hockey, the home ice probably means the home court advantage means less than most less, sports. Right. Mm-hmm. But game seven is in your building if there's a game seven. So right. if you face Boston in the second round, you do not have to play that game at TD Garden. If you face Pittsburgh or Washington in the, in the conference finals. You do not have to go to their building for, to play game seven if it gets that far. That's what home ice really means for you. But you mentioned an opportunity lost, it felt like, Saturday night. The Lightning, sure the Lightning led the Atlantic Division and pretty much the Eastern Conference since mid-October right. until just a couple weeks ago when Boston overtook them, and then it kind of went back and forth. For a couple of days, right? I mean, yeah. You know, winning a division doesn't mean you're going to win anything in the Stanley Cup finals or the playoffs. True. It's it's it really is the most wide open tournament there is in sports. That's but true. After leading for basically the entire season, it would have had to have been a little bit deflating may not be the right word, but No, I think that is opportunity a world. lost that, yeah. that you know from the players perspective that they're not going to get to hang a banner that says Atlantic Division champions or Eastern Conference champions. But now they get to, thanks to the Panthers, for the help. Right. Well, it was kind of like I was – I don't know if they do this in the NHL necessarily, but I was thinking, you know, if they had won in Carolina, that was a hat and T-shirt day. You know, like that's when, you you know, you could say, well, we're we're champions or whatever. But, um, you know, the whole thing about it is they deserved it. They they were the best team in the Eastern Conference pretty much all year, wire to wire. Uh, So now they they play New Jersey, and this is interesting too because I think Toronto is really, really good – uh, hockey team, and that's going to be an interesting series because now Boston plays Toronto. Can you imagine the media that's going to be surrounding that series? But now they play New Jersey, and they were 0-2-1 against the Devils. So even though you know it would seemingly be a, a better draw as the top seed, it may or may not be. You just don't know until you get into these into these playoff series. They all kind of take on a life of their own, right? It, it really does. I mean, the regular season doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have dominance in the postseason, but you know, New Jersey does pre- prevent or present some matchup problems compared to Toronto. Toronto and the Lightning are very similar as a team. They're kind of built mm-hmm. the same way. They're both very Up fast. Down the ice, a lot fast, of skill yep. on the ice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've gotten really good goaltending this year, which is why they're they're as high as they are. Um, right. You know, it's kind of you're kind of matching up against each other, and you're very similar. Where New Jersey plays a different style. They have some different uh, characteristics to them, and. And one of the fan favorites, who was one of the 25 most favorite bolts voted on by the fans at Fan Appreciation Night Friday night, Brian Boyle will be the opponent this time. Oh, yeah. The love fest continues with Brian Boyle, which is great because he certainly has uh, a lot of fans in Tampa Bay, and rightfully so. Um, But, you know, I mean, I think, look, Boston may struggle with Toronto. I mean, this might be, this. I mean, depending on, you know, assuming you got to get out of the first round, right, against New Jersey, but... That's going to be an interesting series. And you made the point before we came on that suddenly the Bruins are not playing all that well. They went 1-3-1 and their last five games. Now, they, those were pl- five games were played in eight nights, which that, that's a pretty compressed schedule. That's a toll, yeah. But mm-hmm. Toronto also won the season series against Boston 3-1, to I believe. I think you're right, yeah. So, you know, a little tougher matchup for them, and maybe, maybe Toronto takes care of Boston for you because I don't care what you say. You know, the Boston Bruins have always sort of, you know, 
been the nemesis, if you will, and, and, and that team that, that the Lightning had trouble getting over the hump, although they sure did put it on them the last time they played them, you know, in, in Tampa. So uh, that confidence should be there from what they were able to do in that game. I'm excited. I mean, there is nothing like uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs in my mind as far as championships goes. It's the most grueling in sport. It takes the longest to win. Um, you play so many games, and it's a war of attrition. It really does become almost like NASCAR when parts are falling off, you know, uh, right and left because uh, as many nights as you play and how physical it is and just, you know, the intensity and how, um, you know, how important it is to score first, I think, in the playoffs and a hot how a hot goaltender can kind of just, you know, carry a team farther than you would think they would go. So there's just so much. And, and, and them not being in the playoffs last year, Steve, I, I think this is – we got used to it, and then, then then it didn't happen last year. So, thank God there's a Tampa Bay franchise that's going well right now, right? Well, if you remember the second half of last year, they turned it on starting about February. Sure, they and did. they finished. They came one point from making the the playoffs last year, that's and then right. they carried that right over in the beginning of this year when they steamrolled everyone to start the season, um, got out to a big lead, and I, I think that a lot of that was that hunger of we missed it last year. We're not going to miss it this year. We're setting ourselves up now to make sure we're in. And, yeah, you know, and I think. And did they coast a little bit in the middle? Coast may not be a fair word, but is, lost it, hard, is it hard? Is it hard to get up for a game against Arizona when oh, you sure. know you're going to make the playoffs and oh, you're sure. really just kind of gearing up for that? Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so that's that's kind of been the ride they're on. I think they showed against Boston that they're ready to turn it up. I thought they played pretty well against Carolina. I mean, the first goal went you know off a skate, you know, yeah, twenty seconds fluky. into the game or whatever it was. And then, yeah. you know, the goaltender interference, who knows what goaltender interference is. I mean, sure. know, once we get a playoff game, you know, once, well, Montreal's not in the play. If Toronto loses a playoff game on a goalie interference call, then maybe they'll finally fix the rule. Um, but until then, who knows what it is. Well, and the other thing that's good about the Lightning, as far as I know, with, uh, well, I mean, it looks like Stamkos is going to be okay. They, they didn't, they wound up not playing him again, uh, which is probably a smart thing to do. And, and by the time they play on Thursday, we will have had, a lot of rest. And so when you, when you just look at the overall health of the team, there doesn't seem to be anybody that's uh, particularly nicked up. Maybe that's that's not going to be a key player that's going to play for them. So as long as Andre Vasilevsky can stay healthy throughout the series, I mean, we remember Ben Bishop going out. Um, you certainly want your, your number one goaltender, um, and the rest will do him good. I think I think they're hitting it about as, as good as they could hit it right now. You know what I mean? Um, they didn't win their last game. That's, that's obvious, but – um, overall, this team, what you want is to have a healthy team that's got a little momentum, and, and in this case, now they got home ice. So good for them, man. Well, don't for forget, don't forget a lot of this team, a, a lot of the core of this team w- went to the finals three years ago, went to the Eastern Conference finals two years ago. Yep. They know what the playoffs are. They know how to turn They've added veterans this year like Girardi and Kunitz who have been there. Sure. You know. This is a this is a veteran team that has playoff experience and knows how to turn it on, knows what to expect. They're not going to get overwhelmed. They're not they're not going to see something they don't they don't that that rattles them in the playoffs. They know they know what this is, including the coaching too. I mean, Cooper and right. you know his staff have all been there. Um, right. You know, so I expect a, a great effort the, the first couple games, really against the whole series. I mean, you know, these games will be tight. They'll be close, and you know. Mm-hmm. One goal games a lot of times is what happens in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But, you know, they got the game sat- or Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Saturday, it's a 3 o'clock start, which will be a little early, which I'll be interested how the crowd is. I mean, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs. They'll be into it. But Tampa usually does better with a night crowd compared to a day, <laughs> day crowd. Well, 
Well, you got more time to get sauced up, Steve. I mean, well, exactly. Fine. Exactly. <laughs> well, we got to come off know, the it, beach to go to the game instead of, you know, waiting until it's dark to come. Good point. Um, it, and, and to your point about the playoffs, I mean, they've been behind in series before. I think the most important thing is understanding that, and I, I don't know, it, it, you know, the home ice thing, like you mentioned, isn't as big maybe in the NHL as it in, is in, say, the NBA or something like that. Um, but, you know, there always feels to me like if you – you know, if you start the series at home, there's so much expectation and so much pressure to win your home, obviously your home opener or the series opener at your building, that it's almost kind of like you're playing with house money if you're the road team and you can steal one there, you know? There are there are um, a lot of people in the NHL will tell you that they'd rather start on the road. That's what I would think. I mean, I've always now, you'd like to have that. game seven in your house if it goes that far, but overall right. you'd rather start on the road. But overall, all the expectation, all the pressure's on the other team, and if you can steal one there, if you lose, you're you know okay. Well, we're we're going home, so we can even the series. Um, but the, the, the reverse is devastating. It just feels like oh man, down zero and one, and now we go to go on the road. But uh, to your point, it it really doesn't seem to matter. They had that situation um, in their last couple of playoffs where they where they lost some home games and they still managed to battle back and and win. So I'm excited, man. This town's going to be buzzing and it needs something to buzz about because I'll tell you what they're not going to buzz about. The Tampa Bay Rays. Matt Andrees and Alex Cole and I? Oof. Look, the Rays, okay, we knew just kind of watching them going into Sunday's game, they had scored a total of 20 runs and that included the six runs they scored in the season opener uh, in one inning, which was the eighth inning in that game. And that's the only game they've won, by the way. They lost their eighth straight game, but this one Dude, they were up seven to two in this game in the eighth, and and I believe it was with two outs in the eighth, if I'm not mistaken. When Matt Andrees, first of all, let's start with Andrees. He just he gave up uh, what four straight hits or something like that uh, to get things going, and then they bring in Alex Colome, hoping for a four out save. And of course, he had blown the ninth inning lead on Thursday. That just in, that just compounded things. He gives up an RBI single to Christian Vasquez. Throws a wild pitch, then allows another RBI single to Mookie Betts and made it 7-7. Seven to seven. And then to cap it off, you had Andrew uh, Benatendi hitting a fly ball to left center that I thought, uh, you know, Malik Smith should have caught. But that doesn't happen, and Betts scores the go-ahead run. So no wins since March 29th. That's, and look, I know, like people are saying, well, not people, I've heard it said that, well, there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss you know it's a terrible start i mean there's uh, kevin cash wasn't going to deny that after the game obviously and this is the kind of loss you never want when you score seven runs you know you got to win that game especially if you're the Rays. Um, but they played seven games now against the red sox and the others against the yankees and so you know there's there's a lot of ways to look at i was listening to the pregame show and mark was mark tompkin was on there they're saying well you know, the two, two, two best teams in the AL East. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. You can, you're trying to win the AL East. Like, you were trying to fill the team that could, that could be competitive in the AL East. And if you want to say, well, tough start to the season, okay, let's see now. 
what they do when they go to Chicago and play the White Sox, and let's see what they do when they come home and play the Phillies, and then they play the Twins and the Orioles. And if you can't somehow you know, start winning and putting together some wins against those teams, then it is going to be what it looks like to be, which is a very, very long season. And I, you know, at some point, and you were talking about this earlier, is that, uh, you know, the worst thing you can do is bury yourself like this when you're one and eight. You're already seven games under 500. If if you get to 10 games below 500, I mean, you know how much winning you have to do at any point in the season to be that far under 500. You got to win for like a month. Not only are you seven games below 500, you're seven games out of the division. Because yeah. Boston's eight and one, right? Yeah, exactly. So you got to climb all the teams on top ahead of you, and you have to win for a long time and play ridiculous baseball to try to get back to five hundred when you're that many below. And that's the start of the season. I believe it's their worst start ever, isn't it? One and eight. Two thousand eleven, they started one and eight and made the playoffs. They did, and they made the that playoffs. was the year with Johnny Damon we were talking yes. about earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah on they. Show. I believe yeah. they started the first. I believe those nine games uh, they didn't have a lead at the end of an they, they had the the one win was a walk off or they in their last at bat so they never held a lead during a game mm. until they won the second game if i recall that correctly that they, they I didn't think lead the whole right. time the, the one game i think it was even extra innings or something that they they won that one game in there well look i just don't i don't don't see it i mean you know uh Faria uh, pitched horribly on on saturday he he threw like almost 80 pitches and couldn't get out of two innings and they had a two to nothing lead in that game, and, and they got blown out. Um, you know, so the the pitching now is a mess. The the, the bullpen, you've had a couple of blown saves now by Colome. Here's which is the not funny what thing. Would normally Here, do. Here's the funny thing, and, and the bullpen days have gotten all the headlines and the publicity and and mm-hmm. and you know criticism from a lot of people. Sure, they've had sure. three. They've had three Johnny Holstaff days so far. Mm-hmm. Those have been their three best games, and they've <laughs> yes, blown two of the leads. Uh, I know it's when their starters go that they've had worse problems. Yeah, when Archer and Snell and Faria are going is when they've been worse. Well, Faria, Faria was lost in spring training. He had that one late start, you know, against mostly Tigers, Double yeah, A, yeah, Triple A. It was yeah, the Lakeland Tigers or wherever yeah, Toledo Mudhens essentially. Yeah, pitched six innings of no of no hit ball or something like that, and everybody thought, well, maybe he's straightened out. And then, you know, in his in his first outing of the season, he wasn't very good at all. Uh, and in this one, he went back to to being what he was in spring training, which was no command of any pitches whatsoever. At least he was honest after the game, but it was dreadful. And when you're when you're trying to already have one or two bullpen days scheduled, you can't you can't have any of the starters get shelled or, or knocked out of the games early like they have. Well, with Blake Snell with with Faria, so look, Archer and Snell would have to be Koufax and Drysdale. Um, to carry this team through the way they're the way they're playing right now, but to your point, uh, the bullpen's actually done a better job when they've had those bullpen days. I just don't see how this gets better anytime fast. Um, you let, know, me, let, me, let me tell you one other thing about this: the pitching on this team. So they've played nine games now, mm-hmm. and I don't believe they did today. So they have hit three batters in nine games, and all three were in one game. Which, which means they they're don't not pitch pitching inside. inside, which makes it sure. really easy for a, a great lineup like Boston or New York to feast. They're on ahead their in pitching. every count. Yes, every count they're ahead. All they have to yeah. do is protect the outside part of the plate because they know you're yeah. not pitching inside. They you're not, not going to bust. This staff it. does not pitch inside. You give no, up half the plate, and it makes it really easy for professional hitters to do very well against you. 
And for the most part, um, with the exception of, of a couple of their guys, they try to pitch away from contact. I mean, they're, they're trying to miss bats. And when you're trying to miss bats, you wind up missing the plate. You know, I mean, it's just it, it's just the way the way it goes. And you're not going to get deep into games. Um, you know, so it's it's just nothing good right now. I mean, it's the quintessential, hey, when we finally do score some runs, we can't hold the lead. And then, you know, most games, we if we do pitch well, of course, we can't score any runs. So it's it's just been um, – it's been horrible. I'll give it to Kevin Cash, though. I mean, his demeanor has not changed. He is fairly positive um, despite what looks like, you know, the sky is falling. Um, and I guess he has to be. I mean, that's his job, not to panic after – nine games but it's time for somebody to get a little nervous because i i just you know you think the trop was empty in recent memory i can't imagine what it's gonna be like unless you get some teams in here that has a fan following dreadful dreadful week for them the other thing that was uh interesting on television over the weekend uh, of course going back to last thursday and through the weekend was the masters and it was competitive i i picked tiger woods i was wrong I had said prior to that I didn't think he was going to win another tournament. Then I saw him play the Valspar and saw him play Arnie's tournament. I go, okay, he might win a tournament. And you know what? I think he's the favorite in the Masters. What was I thinking? He played well on um, Sunday. He did play well on Sunday. He got it back home. Well, he got it back to even par, and then he had a bogey on 18. So he shot a plus one for the tournament, which was most of the tournament he was about a plus four. Look, he made a cut at a major. He hadn't done that um, for many, many years and hadn't you know walked Augusta on, on a Sunday in a long time so give him credit for that um but it, it was good golf down the stretch i mean you had any number of people that could have won that that tournament and it, it winds up getting won by patrick reed who uh, has a one-shot victory over ricky fowler is ricky fowler like now become that you know the best player to never win a major that seems to finish second in every every major tournament now i can't think of another one that currently you would qualify in that role I think he's I think he's the guy. And, you know, um Jordan Speeth, by the way, just I mean, that was the the drama was was what Speeth cost because he went out there and damn near shot a course record. I mean, he shot an eight under sixty four. He started the day nine shots behind Reed, who only shot uh, a one under seventy one. So it wasn't like Reed lit it up, but he had he had a, a three shot lead going into it. And Speeth just was phenomenal. Until his last drive on 18, inexplicably, he hit like one tree branch off his drive, and um, you know he wound up um, missing a, a, a you know a, a pretty tough putt at the end, and 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 so he went in a couple shots down, and then you know ultimately he was passed. But you know, but Reed Reed played well down the stretch, and he gets win. Think about Reed and Roy McIlroy, by the way, who was in the final group, just lost it. I mean. He started three shots off the lead, and then he shoots a 74. He actually got off to a good start in the beginning. He's trying for his career grand slam, and he stumbled. But uh, the thing about Reed, Reed and, and, you know, CBS does a good job, and Tom Jones wrote about this in the Tampa Bay Times, if you want to read that on tampabay.com. But Reed is, is a character. Like, he has a lot of sort of bad stuff that's been around him for a while. Not, not, not the most likable guy, I guess. Um, he played one year of college golf at the University of Georgia, and he was dismissed from the team. And there was a book uh, that I guess uh, Shane Ryan had written and talked about how um, they accused him of cheating and stealing from teammates. And Reed's denied all that in some interviews, but other people say, no, that's exactly what happened. And then in, uh, in 2014, remember he was, he was caught on camera. He had a, like a gay slur or something like that after he missed a putt. 
Uh, he apologized for that. And then just last month, he was um, at Bay Hill, and he was looking for some relief on a shot, and he didn't get it from the official, and he said something like, well, I guess my name needs to be Jordan Spieth. I mean, he just kind of has this sort of sar- sarcastic. And then beyond that, there's problems with his family. I mean, here's a guy who played, who wound up playing at Augusta State and won two national titles, I guess, or Division II uh, national titles. And since he's from there, of course, his whole family's there. But there's there's bad blood somehow between his family and 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 his parents, Bill and Jeanette, and they were they were you know taken off uh, the U.S. Open at Pinehurst, and I guess the the wife, uh, his wife, asked for that. It's just it's a mess. And so um, even though he has played tremendous golf, and and it, it seemed like it was going to be a matter of time. Remember at Valspar, he came down to the last hole needing just a par to force a playoff, and wound up with a five on eighteen and and bogeyed it, and then. Um, you know, lost that tournament. So he's been playing very, very well. It was good drama. I liked the golf. I liked the golf all weekend long. I liked the tournament. Um, each day seemed to be different with the weather. Obviously, Sunday was perfect conditions. There was great scoring out there all over the place. And any number of guys could have won that tournament. But, but overall, hey, Reed's not going to be the most cuddly of uh, of champions. I think. Before we wrap up, I want to. Uh, point your attention to a couple of really good stories in the Tampa Bay Times over the weekend on um, Sunday. Greg Allman had a story, and this is not in order, but on Sunday, Greg Allman had a story on Joe Hawley, the Bucks' uh, former center. Uh, he's decided to hang it up. He's 29 years old. We know the guy with his, you know, the thick brown beard and all that. Well, it turns out, uh, you know, he's already lost 50 pounds. He's down uh, to like 245 or something like that. He's decided he emptied out his whole Hyde Park house that he had been renting. He donated all his belongings. And he bought this van that, he, that he's customized and he plans to live out of. He's going to drive it all over the country. And along with his dog that he, got, uh, that he adopted from a rescue shelter, I guess, uh, named Freedom, which makes sense. And so he's going to, you put it all together and you get a, a man, a van, and his dog blog, which he's going to write as he goes along. So make sure you check out Joe Hawley, who has always been a character. And, and I think uh, this will be quite an adventure that you can share with that blog. And then Matt Baker, um, who's, you know, covers college football and colleges for us and, and uh, does a lot of Florida games. He wrote this story. Remember when uh, Jim McElwain sold his house after he got fired and or resigned or whatever you want to say, a mutual to split. Um, and, and he sold, he sold, he sold his house. And the big joke was, ah, there's another loss for McElwain uh, because he took, you know, it, it was worth a heck of a lot more than he sold it. I don't know, some $300,000 more, 400,000. Well, Matt Baker wrote this story. You have to read this. It turns out he sold it to a family which could not afford what its actual value was worth. But the reason that uh, he, he enabled the sale to go through for less was because this family had, I believe, two disabled uh, children. Uh, and the house was perfect for, for that, the way it was uh, laid out and ramps and different various things and, and, the, and you know the size of the, of the doorways and things like that. So um, not always what you think. And, and you know, in McElwain, he didn't want to be interviewed for the story. It just came strictly from uh, the family that's living in his home now, which is their home now. Um, so check those out on TampaBay.com. It's, these are really good stories. So the Rays will uh, try to break that streak again. They'll try to get a, their second win since opening day. They play at the Chicago White Sox. That's a, another day game. But they're playing day baseball all the time now because of the cold weather in Chicago. And it is cold. I got – relatives up there that were freezing over the over the weekend that game's at 2 10 p.m uh in the meantime brad miller goes to the disabled list he had a groin strain so they bring up 
Ryan Weber, who's from St. Petersburg, right-handed pitcher, so he's on uh, the Rays roster now. And Chris Archer will be on the mound for the Rays. Hopefully they won't need uh, more bullpen help, but if they do, there's always Daniel Robertson. He came in over the weekend. He's got a 0.0 ERA. He got the job done. Gave up, gave up some bullets, but uh, all in all, got out of the inning. So he pitched a contact. More, that, that's what they need to do. And then the Lightning will begin their preparations for the playoffs. How about the Tampa Bay Lightning? They wind up winning the Atlantic Division Eastern Conference Championship anyway, and they host the New Jersey Devils on Thursday at Emily Arena. We've got playoff hockey, and it's going to be great. So we thank you for listening. We hope you make this a habit, and you can always reach us. We love the interaction. You can get us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or always my email, rstroud at tampabay.com. We'd like for you to rate and review this podcast. And, Steve, where can they do that? Anywhere you subscribe to the podcast, whether you get it from iTunes or Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud, you can rate and review it right there. Or you can always go to tampabay.com slash sports. The latest episode will be there, and you can rate it there, too. It's going to be a great week of sports. Make sure you check back with us. Of course, we have the Lightning Playoff. We'll be previewing all of that this week, and then the Rays will continue their uh, eternal road trip, or so it seems. And lots of talk this week coming up about the NFL Draft. We are only a few weeks away from that, so we're going to have some interviews with some prospects that the Bucks may be interested in, some local flavor as well, so make sure you're on hand for that. I'm Rick Stroud with the Tampa Bay Times for Steve Verstick. Have a great Monday, everybody.